What's going on, y'all? Of course, it's your boy, J.H. Gibbons here. As we'll see. Welcome to yet another episode of the Acromus Podcast. This is episode 15, man. Wow. 15 episodes in, we're still growing. Um, this is exciting. Uh, it's, you know, man, looking back on where we started from to where we are now and the type of growth we're, we're experiencing, it's amazing, honestly. So got to thank everybody out there who's been subscribing, who's been following us. If you haven't, please do. A-C-H-R-O-M-O-U-S. You type that in anywhere, you'll find us. So there is no excuse to follow some of the best inspirational stories about habit building and productivity enhancement and all sorts of great things that you can learn from these guys who represent Acromas. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't put it any better myself, Jay. Um, you know, as always, uh, you know, we like to kind of give a little recap on how's the week been, what's been going on. As always, I know it's productively busy. It's how it was for myself. Um, a long one, <laughs> but, but good. A lot of... Um, a lot of love, lessons and experience gained along the way. So I have no complaints. Um, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be uh, be a part of another episode of giving nothing but goodness is what we do. You know, peace, love, prosperity, joy, sincerity as always, guys. Um, so I'm ready to get kicked this thing off. But Jay, how has your week been? Man, it's been it's been wild, man. You know, I actually uh, I had I got my shot Friday um, and uh, my arm is still pretty sore. Uh, it's the Moderna one, you know, not Johnson Johnson. Um, and it was uh, it, it's it's been it's been pretty sore. You know, it's getting a little better. Um, it's getting a little better. But but, you know, I think I think what they say is that typically during the second one that you get, that's where, you know, a lot of things start happening. At least that, that's what some people have said where they get the chills, they get fever, and they, they start feeling all wonky and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that second one. Uh, I made sure to schedule on a Friday. So, you know, Saturday and Sunday, if I'm just completely out of it, I can be out of it in my bed. <laughs> Lucky you. I mean, I get mine um, on the 5th, my second one on the 5th. So I'll be sure to let you know how that goes. I got it in the afternoon, though. So and it's afternoon, so that way, if it does affect me, I'll, you know, I'm going to wrap up from work a little earlier just so I can you know, if need be, see how it holds up. At least yeah. Thursday, is it the Moderna one too? I'll let you know. <laughs> is it Moderna? No, no, no. I had oh, the, um, oh, you got the Pfizer. Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think I was telling you about it. The main, the main, only, the, the main thing that happened to me, my arm was sore. Um, it was really hot. Um, you know, I did eventually like just first and second day I was okay. First, I guess I got it. I was okay. Just with that. Mm-hmm. Next day I was just tired a bit. And then the day after that, I felt like I was getting something. Oh. Um, I felt like from like a Friday into a Saturday, I didn't feel too great, which was weird. Cause I was like, dang, this is the first shot. All right. Mm-hmm. So I got to look forward to. So, uh, but, but after that, I just felt fatigued for a long time. I'm just now really kind of really feeling like I'm getting my energy back which is weird, but we'll see heading into this upcoming week with uh, this next shot. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, good luck, man. Hey, I wish you all the best. Let me know how it feels, man. I know you, you might be out for the count for a while, um, but you know, we'll, we'll keep it going as much as we can. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's been, it's been a crazy week and even some of the weeks, months, years prior to where we are now has been a lot of craziness. Um, as you know, last week we talked about what we're going to get into this week. Um, and this is a this is a pretty touchy subject, not just for people in our community, but people outside of it. Um, you know, there was a warning before this even came about that it's going to it's going to get really honest in terms of some of the advice that we give. But I want to repeat that we're giving this out of love. We're, we're giving this out of out of um, the need to growth the need for growth rather in our community. And I think, I think it's about time that people get this out there uh, because I, I think, I think it's something that we've heard about. It's something that, you know, a quick Google search can, can pop up, you know, some, some search results that can, that you may agree or disagree with, but it is important that the conversation is had uh, because there is growth needed in our community. So, um, you know, Hey, without, without further ado, man, let's, let's dive into it. Um, being black in America, um, there's so many ways, there's so many, there's so many different directions we can take with that. Um, but you know, for, for you, Will, um, 
what what type of hardships have you had have you was there a personal experience whether recently or in the past that that sticks out to you to say man why is this happening to me right why 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 is this setup happening to me why are these things happening to me and i pose absolutely no threat um and you know and i, I will get further into different things in terms of perception and and what what certain issues are in our community but I think initially we need to establish what experiences we've had because there are people out there who have the same color that we do that may not have experienced those things or there may be people who have and there of course there are people who are outside of our race that can't necessarily understand what we go through because they just don't share that same color um so yeah I want to I want to turn it over to you man is there were there any hardships that you've had or is there one specific personal experience that you could share um, to, to put that out there? Um, thanks, Jay. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, I do have multiple instances of um, what we encounter being Black in America. Um, I mean, we were talking about it not too long ago uh, where I was giving you an instance, actually, and I'll, I'll talk on that, what just what literally happened um, very recent, um, where um, I happened to be uh, making them going, leaving out of my house to make an errand. Mm. Um, uh, initially, I intended to take my daughter out like I usually do, but then there was a wind advisory. So we were like, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to take her out there with me. So I said, you know what? I told her, all right, baby, I'll be right back. I'm going to go do this really quick and, um, you know, I'll be back really fast. Um, really was what I told her. Um, I go out, uh, I have some shorts on. It's important that I describe what I have on um, throughout this process and how everything transpired. So I have some shorts. Um, I had a hoodie, I had a beanie. Mm. Um, and mind you, again, it's a wind and rise three, so it's a bit gusty out. I'm running out really quick just to go to the bank. It's typical tasks that all of us have to do at some point in time, right? I um, So I get over to the area, the shopping center, mm-hmm. and um, I go in to the shopping center, and uh, there was, um, I was telling you, Jay, there was this car that was, like, in front of me, and he cut over, like, two other cars. There's this police officer, there's this car, you know, right there that's watching it happen. So I'm thinking he's going to go after this guy the way he did because he just zoomed around, and there was people walking across the intersection, and he just kind of, like, disregarded them too but he didn't so it's the car the two cars ahead of me they they go ahead and you know they they keep going um and uh you know i got my music going a little bit but in this case you know uh, my music is a bit up honestly but i'm listening to to nothing but good vibes like r&b like good you know music that it's more soothing you know nothing crazy um and uh, i know i'm not the only one so I'm, i'm just going and just you know going along and then i noticed he pulled right behind me so I say, okay, cool, no problem, because, you know, run my tags, whatnot. I mean, it's, it's you know, protocol for, I guess, those things to be done at times, you know, especially in all honesty and fairness, given this, that particular shopping center, there has been instances of things that has happened. So I understand the necessity of having, um, you know, police there at different times and whatnot. Um, and I'm totally for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I go and um, I go park. And um, like he goes around, I see him go around. Like, but there's another part you can go and turn around. You you know how the shopping center over there, and um, you know, ask me how it looks. So I get out. Um, I go to run into the bank because I'm trying to beat the time before five o'clock before they close the door. Right. I get over there five o one. Naturally, I'm inside, but they closed it. So they're like, I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna argue with you. Cool, no problem, dude. I used to work in bank. I know how that is. So I got you. I just go to the ATM. Um, mind you, as I get out of the car, my pockets is, you know, I have some, some, some shorts on. So I got my wallet. It's pretty thick. Got my phone. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty big. Mm. Both pockets and I'm running across. I have my hoodie on, mm. and my hat on. I mean, my beanie and I'm going in. So, you know, I, you know, it maybe it looks a certain kind of way. Mm. That's all I can say. So did you, did you feel as though you looked some type of way even before this interaction like did it did it cross your mind that mm, maybe i shouldn't wear a hoodie 
to the bank or outside, even though it was windy, even though there was, you know, a hoodie is just a piece of clothing. But did that, did it ever occur to you that maybe you shouldn't wear that because of how you may be perceived? Um, in several instances prior, there are occasions where you do consider that, where mm -hmm. you have to assess that from where you're going, engaging, you know, the activities you're going to find yourself in, in the environment of where you'll be. In this instance, no, I didn't think of that because I literally needed to make a quick errand and get that done to get back to my kids. Mm. I, um, you know, I, so, so, so in that instance of me going in, you know, like I said before, you could look at it as like, okay, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, you know, I know this location, maybe, you know, they've been robbed before, uh, it's possible. I feel like they have. And then I think about it because I used to go help out at that location. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I just happened to come out. But by the time I came out, it was weird. By the time I came out, the officer was like, he was there. Mm -hmm. But it was weird because like he was just like, he asked me, he's just like, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, everything's okay. I say, yeah, there's a wind gust outside. <laughs> I'm trying to do what I need to do and get going. Yeah, Mind you, I'm in sequence of moving because, you know, you come out and the ATM's on the side. So he's standing in the angle and there's other people walking by. But it was just weird, you know, because as soon as I come out the doors, like you speak to me, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all for formalities and, you know, common courtesy and whatnot. But under the circumstances, well, the wind advisory outside. Why are we why, why are we conversating right now? Are we chopping it up? Right yeah. Now? So I'm like, you know, so I go. So he walks off. I go to ATM and at this point, my brain's processing. I'm thinking I'm trying to watch where my environment, I'm trying to watch what's going on. I'm like, that's really weird. That just happened. I don't understand why that just happened, but okay, let me keep going. By the time I got back and I went to my car, he was already in his car, but his angle, um, like my car is straight here. His car is, every, we parked this way. Mm. His car is turning the angle. Mm. My car is, the trajectory of it is, you can see me. Yeah. So at this point, at this point, I get in and now I'm like, OK, this is the pivotal moment of what it's like to be black in America, mm. because at that moment, I'm my thoughts are everywhere is firing off. OK, what do I need to do and how do I need to proceed with this process to prevent any more engagement of mm. any kind? Wow. Like at this point, I don't care anymore about the common courtesy of whatever that was. Right. I just need to not have it be an interaction because just for the sake of avoiding any sort of conflict, I'm not going to get out of character. That's not me. I'm mm -hmm. not going to be any other kind of way and be subjective to not adhering to what's being asked. But in that moment, that's where my mind is. Okay, what's next? I just want to get back home to my kids. So do you think that is, do you think that police interactions with Black people in America, do you, do you, from, from some of the, from some of the ones that we see, do you think that a lot of those instances, that particular type of violent interaction could have been avoided or do you think it was just inevitable? I, I uh, and to be completely fair, I think it just depends on the interaction, the engagement and the circumstances of it. Like each one is different. There are cases where it's justified Right. Um, you have to understand it from their perspective as well, which I get where, you know, you're in a, you're trained a certain kind of way that you have to be, uh, you know, cautious. You have to be alert at all times. So it's not for them to have to sit there and to be, you know, benign through a process of interior, not only interrogating, but more of like of the interaction of engaging someone to kind of assess mm -hmm. what can happen because it's an unknown. So right. they have to be as trained as possible for that. So I get that. But at the same time, um, there are instances where you have to not forget that we are people at the end of the day. Mm, so beyond, besides a title, like mm -hmm. just for what my job title is, right. it doesn't give me the the, the, the right to, to you personally um, allow that to dictate my actions. Mm -hmm. So in those instances, because of the career choices of some of these individuals, um, officers, and, and I say it in a way where, look, I've had great encounters. I've had great, I've had great conversation. I know people, I have people in my family who are, who are in law enforcement, mm -hmm. like 
So I understand it and I respect it for what it is. Right. But um, I have had encounters where they were not so great, where I've had a gun pulled on me, mm. where I've had hands put on me mm. and I'm not the type of person to invoke that sort of action. So when you go through those things and if you don't have the, the mental capacity to mm. stay calm and stay leveled in that moment of any kind, mm. what happened yes, you know, yesterday with me could have escalated more. It could have, if I could have said something out of character because, yeah. you know, who knows what I'm going through in my personal life. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those instances, those are things that are happening. People are going yeah. through life. And I think, I think it's on both. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's on both ends too. You know, yeah. as you said, you know, cops are people, right. They, they yeah. have to go home at the end of the day. I mean, every single, every single day, you know, they, their goal, one of their main goals is to make it home to their family as, as it is for us. Um, so I think that is important to, to keep in mind when we have these interactions. And, you know, at some, uh, th- there are some instances where you just, you just got to take the temperature in the room and say, okay, well, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't go this route. Maybe, you know, um, maybe I should remain more calm. You know, I, I think there are certain instances where, you know, we all know what our rights are. And we're entitled to those rights, of course. Um, but again, it's you, you just gotta you gotta understand a particular situation that you may be in um, that could blow up into something that doesn't need to doesn't need to get to that stage. Um, I mean, in, in terms of a you know a personal story for me, there was there was a time where you know I was hanging out with with a couple friends. Um, we you know we got we got some pizza. Went into a parking lot out in uh, Wheaton Regional Park, actually. Um, and I think this was after they were closed. So there was nobody there. It was just us in the parking lot. And, you know, just chilling, hanging out, catching up, whatever. Um, and, I, you know, we were actually on our way to, to see you guys. Um, and as we left, as we left the park, there, there was a comp that pulled up behind us right when we were on the main street heading your way. And, I mean, we were about... 15 minutes out so i knew that they were following us about 15 minutes out um i could see him in the rear view i think i was telling telling the people in the car i'm like i I think they're following us it was it was a couple um and there were a couple cars behind but the movements just seemed out of place it seemed weird it seemed like okay yeah they're they're probably getting ready to pull us over um and then on top of that i guess they were calling for backup even before they pulled us over um for whatever reason so I'm also sure we get pulled over. Um, you know, there ends up being about four of them that I mean, they come out of the, they they come out of nowhere, honestly. Um, and I'm sitting there, you know, I'm calm. There's nothing for me to hide, nothing for anybody else in the car to hide. So I'm relaxed and because I've been through this before. Um, I just keep an even keel temperament. Um, you know, the interaction the interaction goes well. I'm cooperative. They're cooperative. They're, you know, they're, they're upfront with what they're looking for. Um, you know, they, they do search my car. I, again, when it came to that though, I could have gotten, I could have gotten, I could have taken it a different direction. Um, because, you know, I could, I could have just said, no, I don't, I don't, I prefer if you don't. Right. And then they're like, all right, well, we're going to bring the dogs. We're going to do this. So again, it's, it's, it's feeling out the situation. Um, so again, nothing to hide, nothing, you know, Nothing that I feel as though should be um, something that would warrant them to take action that scares everybody. Um, yeah. So, you know, they search, they, they found nothing, of course. Um, and then, you know, coming down to the end of it, when we're all just kind of standing around, one of the officers and I were just were just chopping it up. I think he mentioned something about Penn State. Um, then he mentioned something about the the Sandusky thing. I, I don't want to get into that, but, um, you know, I was like, no, I'm not, I wasn't there when it happened. So it was just, it was just casual conversation. And he, he even admitted, um, he was like, oh, we, you know, that area is known for, you know, for drugs. Um, mm. and we thought that you were selling drugs. Um, and, you know, I said, why, why did you think, why would you think that? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he just repeated the same thing he said. It's like, well, it's known, it's known for, you know, it's known for selling drugs. So um, I think the same thing where you mentioned with your hoodie and your pockets being full and you running and then me driving a black Mercedes Benz with tents. Um, and then, and then, you know, the, the, somehow the relationship with that and drugs. 
Um, it's just sometimes it's crazy. And I think I think that people who are friends or who watch this podcast who aren't of our same race would say, man, that's that's wild. That doesn't make any sense. Why is that happening to you? We have the same question. <laughs> Believe yeah. me, we, we question it the same. We have questioned it the same way. All those Absolutely. times that you see these interactions that are now being caught on tape, because remember, there are times where it wasn't and we never we never got the full story because it wasn't being caught on film. So now that it is, you're starting to see these interactions and you're sitting there, you're like, well, God, they must have been doing something wrong, right? They they must uh maybe they ran a light, maybe they're a criminal, maybe they have a criminal history. You know, let's dig something up about that. But in in, in that in that particular instance, it's it's crazy how things can go from zero to one hundred immediately. Um, so yeah, I mean those those interactions I think would stick with me for a while. There were others, but it wasn't it wasn't as deep as this one like this one i was like wow that's insane how you can how you can make such an assumption for just eating pizza in a parking lot it it's it's it really does get crazy but to that point though i i do want to tackle the the concept of perception i know in some of the earlier podcasts that we have we talk about perception we talk about um you know putting our best foot forward putting our best out there into the universe um and, and, you know, continuing to do that. But <sighs> perception, perception in this society is reality. It's not, it's not that it should be, but it is. Um, and when people perceive you to be some type of threat through whatever, you know, whatever medium they've been able to, to, to try to understand your community or your group, they're going to run with that perception. Perfect example. I was driving through this was back when I was in college and we were going through, um, we were going through Pennsylvania and it was, it was rural, man. I mean, there's, there's no one around, no places around, no shopping centers. It was not the city. So we had to stop for gas. I'm a passenger. And, um, I think, you know, everybody else is, you know, everybody else is when that was in the car with us. We went into the gas station, just got some food, um, got some snacks to the road. And as we were coming out, uh, me being the only full black person there, I mean, some random guy, I didn't even see him when he came out or when I came out rather than was going back to the car. But as I'm walking, he says, hey, look, it's a nigger. And I I froze because I did not. I, number one, I didn't expect that to be said. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting myself to hear it. But I turn around and there's this there's this white guy and um, he seems to be drunk or he was on something. Uh, he wasn't in the right state of mind. Um, and then he said, um, you know, I apologize for calling you that. We just don't see Negroes around here. And, um, you know, when he said that, well, again, this is this goes back to to understanding, understanding where you are, feeling out the temperature of the situation, because that could have gone south in so many different ways. Number one, I'm just coming back from Bible study and I've got, you know, I've got three other people with me. And then there's a car full of women as well that came back from Bible study. I don't want any harm coming to them or the people I'm with or myself or the people that we're interacting with. So that was number one. Number two, coming back from Bible study, I'm in a much better state of mind than I would be if I was coming back from a, you know, a UFC event or, or something that would have gotten my adrenaline pumped um, where I probably would have handled that poorly. And I, quite frankly, I probably wouldn't have been here today. Um, so, you know, at the time when I was speaking to him and some of the things he mentioned about where he lived and he had him having a farmland and all this other crap. I thought to myself, I'm like, well, this guy does not, he must not have many interactions with black people. Him saying that he doesn't see a lot of Negroes around. To me, that means that he does not know how to interact with a black person, whatever he has been taught, whether it's been in school or by his family or by the media, it has literally corrupted his perception of us. So, I then have to sit back and I say, well, what what sort of things are we putting out there in order for us to be perceived this way? What are people seeing? Right. What what are what what are they seeing when they turn on the TV or they're walking outside or, or whatever? What sort of interactions are they having with a black person? So then it, 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 I started thinking about it. And um, my thought was that what he's probably seen as most black and white and whoever uh, whatever race you're part of, whatever community you're part of, they see the same things that everyone sees, 
right? If you go to World Star Hip Hop right now, and this is not me cracking on their website or anything, there are certain videos that you see. There's certain videos that go viral. There's certain videos that a lot of people watch. Those type of videos get pushed to the top of the, of the feed so that everybody can watch them because they're getting a lot of traffic. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about what we put out in our, in our hip hop community um, in terms of promoting violence. Um, in terms of promoting women as property uh, more than just women. Um, those, sort of, those sort of things that we put out there gives them fire. It, it allows them to feed off of that so that they can sit up there and say, see, look, they're a threat. Look, they're walking around with guns. They don't know how to treat women. You know, the whole, the whole baby daddy thing and all these other things, they are, they're literally seeing this and they're perceiving us to be exactly what we're showing them, right? It's very rare in the Asian community, for example, for them to be seen like that. Some of the stereotypes that you have with Asian people is how oh, they're really smart, they're really good at math, they're really hardworking. Those are great, those are great stereotypes to have, right? Um, then when it, comes to, when it comes to our community, some of the stereotypes are lazy, we all we do is rob and steal. We're not we're not smart. We do drugs. All of the all of those bad stereotypes, those bad connotations with us. And I'm sure other communities, including the Asian community, all those other communities do have bad ones. But ours seems ours seems to be so terrible. Um, so, I mean, it's it's just it's just this concept of the perception that people have of us, of myself. I mean, there are instances we'll, we'll see where you were out and, um, you know, an interaction that you had with somebody from another community was that, um, you know, their response to how you may have handled the situation or how you spoke um, was that, oh, there's, there's not many out there like you. You're, you're not like the others. You're different. And I've gotten the same thing. And it's, for me, it's sad, right? It's not, it's not something I, I set up there with pride because I want more black people to be known in that realm. I don't, I don't want us to continue to be perceived as threats. I don't want us to be continue to continue to be perceived as, as people who are dumb or all we, all we know how to do is rob and steal or all of these other things that, that we continuously put out there. We can't then go ahead and preach against it because the mass media pushes that about us. So it's, it's, you know, and I, I, I do want to I do want to get your take on on the perception of of black people, because I know you came from a rough you came from a rough area um, when you were growing up and you've seen some things that I know have scarred you. Um, so you have that experience. I was born in D.C. Luckily, I've I've had certain experiences, but they weren't they weren't as bad as the ones that you have had. Um, so I don't want to put out there that I'm you know, I'm some I'm some guy that I'm not or anything but i do i do want to get your take on um the perception of black people in america from other communities <clears throat> okay jay um you know in truth um through all my years and experiences and encounters i've come to the realization um that i can i can really focus in more so on all the other you know communities is out there about it but my focus is on the perspective of our community inward, mm. right? Because what is perceived, as you mentioned a moment ago, which is true, where I get often, you're not like, the, like you're, you're different, or it's, there's, a, there's a story behind if th someone is mentioned that's, uh, you know, black, where it's like, there's a, tell good, a good story of like, oh, this person, yeah, they work really hard and, you know, they're really nice. And, you know, it's a description of someone before it's referenced to them being black. Yeah. Right. So yeah. then that's brought into the equation mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, he or she's different. Yeah. They, one of the, you know, the, the, the good ones, the yeah. good, you know, yeah. not saying in that way, but yeah, you, you, you know, the, the pre notion of what's being said. And, um, you know, I have gotten a lot of, you're not like others. And it's like, look, I would love for us to, to get to a point as a whole in society where we take away the fact of have to, having to describe someone based on their ethnic. Mm. I'm Will. Nice to meet you for me being me. Nice to meet you for you being you. Right. So when I'm describing someone, it shouldn't have to be based upon of like 
religion or anything of that nature it's their personality it's their traits of who they are as an individual and this is i feel like in our community where we need to get to because we do it to our own selves Mm. everyone do you know everyone does it yeah and of yes of course there's a ton of implicit bias throughout other communities but we have it here too Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like even from the perspective of something's done with to to the community of how it's looked at as opposed to if it's someone inward in the community of the Mm. same race same you get what I'm saying? Like, there's a different approach to it and how it how it's handled. And it's like, yep. look, accountability has to start with the individual. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take for every single one of us to do the work that needs to be done so that we can adjust our perspective of what we consider to be a successful Black person mm-hmm. in life. Because the bar that's being set, from what I'm seeing, from someone who's of success that was within the black community is more, you know, generated towards the genre of what we see in social media and the hip hop. Like you said, right? I don't want to slander hip hop, but like, no, no, that wasn't my intention. There's a no, no, no. I know that. Yeah, so we just make the we're not slandering hip hop, but right. there is a bad stigma with hip hop as a whole, or like any of any sort of thing like that, where either you are an athlete to make it to be successful in your own right. Yep. You are in the music industry to be successful in your own right. Mm-hmm. And those are your avenues. Mm-hmm. And then if you are someone of success, you must have come from a wholesome background where you grew up in an urban community or you grew up some, you know, somewhere of, you know, where you had opportunities and you didn't come from a certain way of life, right? Where I speak on it in that way because <laughs> everyone who meets me now, or no, have known of me, you know, I've interacted with, there is this perception that I, I grew up a certain kind of way. Mm. It's just like that, simply because of how I conduct myself as a person. Right. And I'll be, okay, great. I am who I am. I am an awesome person to get to know. I'm, uh, I personally think that. And um, yeah, like I am pretty well educated in my, mm. my own right because I take the time to educate myself. Uh, no, I haven't graduated from a, a, a college of four years or whatnot. I've done online courses and whatnot, no different than a lot of other people. But my background, yes, it grew up, it wasn't easy. You know, being parts of where I grew up predominantly in DC, where mm-hmm. there is this notion that, uh, you know, if you're there, you're in the crab pot and there is no way out. Um, outside of that and it really to me is just based on your perspective of how you adjust to your environment and to realize that you are just in a pond and there's rivers and there's oceans out there that's so much more vast and more to see and learn and experience but you have to do the work on yourself so for me um, you know I think the work really goes back to our community individually and we really take the time to work on you know how do we break cycles? Mm. How do we get here? How do we get from, from the era where we were from the 40s, the 50s, the 60s to mm. what was being built into what we saw that was economically mm. divvied in a way where it did hinder our growth as a community and it started right. allowing us to have focus on things that does not matter, mm-hmm. right? Where we, we're, we're going to get into certain things about habit building and how to educate yourself which I'm sure some have already heard of this. And if you haven't, we have a few suggestions of what we do, what we've learned along the way to kind of help with that. And I say that again, coming from where I, where I grew up right. and understanding that there was more to than what I saw in my environment. And that, um, yeah, while it wasn't the safest in a lot of places, that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what's the difference between where I am and somewhere else that's not, you know, as considered safe but because i happen to be of a darker uh complexion you know it's one of those things where it's like oh okay you you judge as a whole you know judge as a whole as a mass so yes earlier between the different communities like the asian communities or what's being said about what are good qualities when it comes to us there's a it's divided it's not a whole it's a Mm -hmm. it's a division of it where we are a lot of the times considered to be aggressive mm. in a way where 
we are hostile to an unapproachable, unapproachable, mm-hmm. which is the way of what I get a lot. When I, I've had conversations in depth with people where there's been enough trust to understand. I tell them, look, this is an open floor. Let's have that conversation. We right. need to have that conversation. I need to understand why you process the way you process and get mm-hmm. to the core of where is that coming from? Like, mm-hmm. And a lot of it is coming from just a lack of not understanding, a lack of, you know, doing the work to get to know someone and simply because they don't know anyone to discuss mm-hmm. these things with comfortably without feeling like they'll be attacked. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I've learned. And I've had conversations with others and and, you know, grow, being in, in, in an environment where I was in an interracial relationship for a very long time and, and learning another community of people. And then in between that learning, you know, building a diversity of friends from different ethnics and backgrounds mm-hmm. like i have a more understanding uh, of, of like why people process things the way they do and really is misinterpretation is lack of of understanding because of not knowing how to ask the questions that they'd like to know because a lot mm-hmm. of the times a lot of people that you see out here the way they are because they're too afraid to ask the questions yeah you know they're just too afraid and mm-hmm. and what happens is they just grow in that and it's like guys it's better to not say anything than right. say something because we are too afraid of what the backlash could be for that and right. no we need to talk more about these things we need to help each other grow because we have to make it better for this generation and the next because yeah. we can't continue to go on like this we are too advanced in society to be the way we are right now yeah as a people it's stupid yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry to be blank but it's dumb it makes no sense at this it point. is it is we we haven't grown beyond <laughs> like Yo, I mean, there are people who have fought for years, decades. I mean, I, look, some of our ancestors were slaves here, right? Um, and then even before that, we were taken from from our land way, way, way back, way, way, way back, right? So all of these things that our, our community now has had to face um, because of what has happened in the past, I think that also is something that, that keeps us back. I think we sit up here and we believe that we are owed something. And though, though there is a great argument to be had, you know, whether it's reparations, whatever it may be, I think that we, it, we owe it to ourselves to take advantage of the opportunities that are there now. Um, I think sitting back and, and believing that we, if we, if we continue to put ourselves in this sort of victimhood, this sort of victim mentality, where it's, it's all somebody else's fault. I'm not accountable for anything that goes on. Yeah, we have a lot of crime in our neighborhood. Yeah, we have a lot of shootings. Yeah, some child just, just died the other day or continues or that, that sort of violence continues. Um, it's like, it's not our fault that we're here. We don't have the opportunities. We don't have the ability for, for you know, economic growth. We don't, we don't know any better. Um, but I think I think now that gap is closed so much more closed than it was in the forties, fifties because of, I mean, the internet, let's be honest, I can Google anything now and and learn something instantly. Whereas in the past, you can make a case that, you know, because of segregation or because of how terrible some of the schools were, you literally could not learn what other people had the, the, you know, ability or opportunity to learn. That was their advantage that they held above us. But now that that playing field is somewhat level, it's not 100% level because there are, we do still have those school issues in some inner cities. But the opportunity to learn more is there, right? Because the internet, if you have Wi Fi, if you have a connection, if you have a phone, you are able to see these things. You are able to, to do research on your own. You're able to, to come up in the world on your own. I mean, there's, there's stocks that are now out available for everyone. There's, there's um there's crypto that is open to everyone. I'm not pushing crypto, but I'm saying it is this is now something where the barrier of entry is so small. I can create an account today and be on tomorrow. I can be investing tomorrow. And as I'm investing, I'm learning more about it so that I can come up. Right. And and I think we need to start taking advantage of it. And in my inner circle of friends, they have. I, I would I would say that for sure. Um, in our community, there, there are a lot more people who are talking about stocks or talking about investing or giving back to their community. And that's great. We need to continue to push that to the top 
rather than this same perception that we are animals or that we are we are um you know we're we're aggressive or that we're just always angry or we're you know all, all of these different stereotypes and preconceived notions that other communities have of us and that sort of thing that we continue to push out um i think is important that that must change um you know i think i, I think the other thing too when it comes to financials whether it's um you know a lack of financial acumen which is kind of what i just went through um because all of this is so easily accessible, there is no excuse to not know about it. Um, you can invest time in it, right? Get off of TikTok, get off of Instagram, get off of Facebook. Hell, don't even watch our don't even watch our podcast this Sunday. If you can take time out of your day to to do a little bit of research, to get an understanding on how to build your credit, how to create a savings account and put money in there for your family, how to invest in stocks, mutual funds, whatever whatever, whatever it is for you to, to come up for your own self and to, to be able to put a better perception out there for our community, it helps everybody out because there are people out there that are still trying to push those good, those good aspects of us out there. And sometimes it's a struggle because of the things that we end up seeing that push us back, right? Those who have a lot a massive following, those who have a lot of power in our community, um, we need to continue to push the best part of us out there so that that perception changes and that perception changes with us. We can't, we can't be upset with somebody else who is, who may be ignorant to our culture or our community, or our situation to, to hear us out while they're seeing something else, right? Their eyes are seeing something that their, their mind is not able to, to, to adjust to or perceive. So I think, I think that those, those are some very important aspects of, um, you know, things that are, are, are still kind of plague in our community um, and, and ways that we can go about, go about changing it. I mean, it, it's also, um, you know, something like urban terrorism, which is something I, I, you kind of spoke on there um, with, within our communities where, you know, some of these places, they get a bad rep, right? So if you're, I'll give you an example, especially if you're in real estate or you're starting, you're trying to start a business you are more likely to build a Whole Foods in an area where you know you can flourish because the area has a lot of money or it is the community is safer um, than you would in a community like, you know, like Southeast D.C., for example, or the south side of Chicago or a, an area that has this, the, the perception of being extremely rough. Um, that hurts businesses, right? I mean, it hurts, it hurts our community because those same things that you're talking about not having, you cannot receive if that perception is out there that there's going to be no growth here, right? Why would I invest in a business? Why would I build my business in a community if I'm, if I'm always going to be under the impression that I might get robbed one day or my business is going to suffer because people who live here can't afford what I'm offering or, 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 you know, I, I wouldn't be able to to allow my community to flourish um, because of those things. And it, it's the same reason why there are drive through liquor stores in these areas. Right. They're 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 heavy on McDonald's. They're heavy on Burger King. They're heavy on all these fast food restaurants, all these things that are bad for us, both, you know, health wise or or financially. It it the reason why it's there is because they know that that is what we sh that is what we go for. They know that they can make a lot of money on us because they believe that we're, we're in this, they're in this area. That's all that we can afford. And I mean, in some cases it makes them, it makes it true to them because those businesses are still flourishing where they are, right? Those drive-through liquor stores are still getting numbers, right? The, all of those, all of those areas are still, they're still flourishing because they are feeding off of the stereotypes that, um, that we have as black people. And you, again, you wouldn't see these in a, in a uh, Potomac or in a, you know, in a, in a, in a much higher class neighborhood than you would there. Um, so again, it goes, it goes back to the perception of our community. It goes back to what we can do to build ourselves up uh, because that, that gap of, of knowledge is now, it's now almost non-existent. Um, we, we've seen people in our community come up and not just from sports, but just in general, you know, I have friends who are doctors right now. You know what I'm saying? I have friends who've started 
who've started companies and are flourishing and they all have the same skin color. So what I'm trying to say is that it's possible, but you have to put the work in. You have to work on yourself. You have to change your the perception of us through your actions. That's the only way that we can go forward. That's the only way that we can move forward. And of course, you know, at Acromus, we are, we are definitely solution-based, right, Will? We, we, want to, we want to make sure that we're not just throwing crap out here and not giving our audience something to look at or to work on um, that has worked for other people in order to come out and, and, and level up from these places that they're in. Um, so on, on one end, I think that the healthier consumption um, of both media, food, money, um, all of those things, building a habit, building a habit through that, I think would be beneficial for our community. Um, I think if we can sit down with our families, create a budget, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's something as easy as that create a monthly budget for, for spending. Um, look at what you're spending. Look at, look at what you're making versus what you're spending. Are you spending as much as you're making? Are you blowing your paychecks on fr frivolous things or materialistic things that aren't gonna, aren't gonna somehow elevate you? Are you, are you, um, you know, are you spending, are you spending in some places and not saving the others? Do you have a savings account? Do you have some type of, some type of, um, you know, some type of way to allow your money to build money? Are you in stocks? Are you into any of that? And you don't necessarily have to be into that. But what I want to say is that we have to start building better habits in order to help out our consumption issues that we may have, um, and I've harked on this, we've harked on this already throughout this podcast, but changing the perception of our community. Um, we want to force the mass media to cover the best of us, right? We want to force the mass media to cover, you know, a, a, a person who has made it coming back to the community and giving back to the community. Those are the things that we want to be front page, right? We don't, we don't want the talk to be about violence. We don't want the talk to be, um, you know, about, about our, about our aggression or about how we're looked at as thugs or whatever, whatever, whatever it may be. I think as long as that perception changes, people start looking at you differently. You'll, you'll be trusted more in some communities. You'll be accepted more in some communities. Um, but it, it does, it does come down to the perception that other communities have of us. Self-education mentioned it already. Pick up your phone. Instead of going through TikTok today, instead of, you know what I'm saying, like going on YouTube and, and looking at things that aren't going to level you up, that aren't going to build up your mindset, just spend 10, 15, 20 minutes a day reading something informative, right? Download an app that has to do with, with news around the world. Get, get, you know, understand what's going on around the world, understand what's going on around you. Um, learn a new skill, right? I mean, this, this COVID thing from last year, that's kind of bled over into this year. Now, a lot of people have had the opportunity to work from home. Some people unfortunately lost their job, but in those, in those times, that would be a perfect time to build a skill that you've always wanted to build for a long time. That way you're making yourself more marketable. A lot more people will give you a better opportunity because you've now leveled up, right? So all of those things are important. And of course, and I will see you mention it before, accountability. You have, to, you have to be accountable for your own actions. You have to be, you have to hold yourself accountable um, for, for, the, for all the other things that are going around, going on around you. Um, and it's, it's absolutely vital that you build these habits within yourself so that those who are in our community or those who are excited outside it have a better perception of us. So at the end of the day, that's the only way that we are going to be able to get out of this crazy cycle of being a, a minority group that has so much power, but for some reason is not able to click and get us to that next level. We, we, we have so much power in this country and you're seeing it now. You're seeing the type of the type of waves we can push. You're seeing the type of power that we have as a community, but we have to be able to harness that power and use that power for great things because I know that we can do great things. I know that we could, as a community, um, be looked at as a as a as a community that shows growth through some of the toughest times that we've had to face. Because we've we've had a tough time here, but we it is up to us now to be able to push through our past, leave that where it is and look to the bright future that we have. That's all I have to say. 
That's that's awesome. I'm just sorry to interject in that yeah. regard. Um, I just wanted to add just one thing to that, where as it relates to, you know, ensuring that you're building those personal values for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Where you ask yourself, okay, um, is family. So you're 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 giving us this information in that regard, but how are you contributing to that process, right? And in a lot of ways, um, the you know the content what we deliver is 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 our method of how we are contributing and um, future ventures that we are in the process of working through to to, to deliver more content to you that's going to be more impactful, such as the twenty one three method. This will definitely help to allow you to. Uh, discipline yourself to hold accountability to get you to where you would love to go or to start creating those healthy habits um, or successful tools and uh, to apply it to your everyday life. We say that because this is what we, 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 we're living that too. This is something, this is not something that we're just, um, you know, putting on pure speculation. No, this is truly something that we've embedded into ourselves as a lifestyle to kind of help mold us and different areas um, to build, uh, you know, techniques and, and uh, traits and areas that I know for myself personally, I I didn't have prior to this formulating itself where it, it is a helpful tool. And we are working diligently to get that to what it needs to be. So when it's time, we can deliver that content to you mm-hmm. and to help with this process for all communities, but for our people too. Mm-hmm. So we just want to make sure that we put that out there so that you know that, you know, we're not just discussing this. This is not a topic to just discuss. It's not take affirmative action to make change in any way we can. And that's what it comes down to is, yeah. How do you apply the actions that's necessary to take a step forward to the change you desire? So if we know it as individuals, we all have to do our part, but we must pull together to understand what it takes to do that, to educate ourselves and to get us in a position that we can see change. Mm -hmm. So this is what Acromus is offering to everyone. But as of right now, we're speaking to our community because we have to get better. We have to break cycles. And I speak that not as we'll see. I speak as William, as a father with children and what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. Because I have to prepare my kids for what's out there. So if anyone is out there, their parents or someone you care about that's young or you love, niece, nephew, whatever the case may be, think of it that way. Break a cycle because it has to end with us. So I take this personally. Just as Jay does as well. Absolutely. And I hope that whomever is listening to this, you feel this. Because do you desire change in the world to be better than when it's your time to leave it? Yep. That's the impact we make people. The legacy we leave behind are those things, which is why it's imperative to do the work. Because mm-hmm. we got to leave the world in a better position than we found it. Absolutely. And that's it, Jay. Absolutely. That's all I have to that's, say. I mean, that's our, look, that's, that's perfectly said. That's our duty here um, as, as people in the society. It's to build the society for the generations to come so that they may have it easier than we had. And I mean, if you look at the past, that's exactly what they did, right? There are people who literally lost their life fighting for what we have now. Why would we want to use that and, 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 and not actually not use it rather? Why would we want to, why would we want to squander those opportunities that we have? Why would we want to, to push those opportunities aside, especially if they're sitting right in front of us? So this isn't an attack on black people. This isn't an attack on anybody. This is a challenge to step up. This is a challenge to keep pushing. This is a challenge to hold yourself accountable, hold your friends accountable, hold your family members accountable. If you, if you see people doing worse or making bad decisions, step up, be that, be that loving person that you are and say, yo, hey, we got to do better here. What's going on here? Where do you want to go in life? Who do you want to be? Why are you wasting your time on this? Like, those are the type of questions. Those are the type of challenges that we need to be asking each other, ourselves, because that is the only way for growth. That is the only way. There's no, we can't, we can't sit here and continue to have the perception that we're looking for handouts or, or that this is all because of the white man, or it's because of, because of something else that has been plaguing us for years. We have to step up the opportunity is now, man. Like, especially because this information is, it's in our hands. This is a handheld computer that you can take anywhere. 
you can learn anything instantly. I've seen, I've seen people start learning how to play the guitar. Perfect example right there, right? I'm working I mean, on it now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The guitar, learning different languages, like yep. all of these things, all of these things are just, they're just a fingertip away. All you have to do is be able to reach out to that, to understand that you're holding yourself accountable, understand that you, you want to continue to grow and you have to know exactly where you're going. Because um, again, I mean, we, we, we're only here for a little while, man. Like all of us are only here for maybe a hundred years tops. So while we are here, it's important for us to, to build a society and mold a society for the legacy that we're going to leave behind once we're gone so that they can learn, they can, they can take those, those things that we have done great in, those things that we've done bad in, and, and learn from the mistakes that we've made to be able to create a better life for their children, and so, and so on and so forth. So it is, it is vital, it is vital for us that we accept this challenge to be better in our community, that we accept this challenge to hold ourselves accountable, hold others accountable in order for us to change the perception that that black people have in America. Agree, Jay. I think that's well said. I mean, I think at this point, um, we've we, we've definitely touched on what we needed to touch on within our community. So yep. I, I think it's safe for us to to open it up to to, to everyone. Um, yeah. For to to allow everyone to, you know, send us a story of a time you overcome adversity. You know albeit your race, um, you know, or experiences of, of what you've been through. Um, and, you know, um, even instances of uh, overcoming those adversities and achieving um, a successful outcome of like what that was for you, yep. um, where you learned something from it, an experience of an encounter um, of any kind related to in those, what we're discussing. Um, yeah. please, we, we would love for you to share that with us, you know, send us DMs, um, uh, please place the, place a comment, um, and let us know your, your experiences as well. Cause this is, this is how we grow as a community. Um, and again, it starts with an individual, but once you understand your purpose and you understand what you, what, what are you fighting for, then it's gravitates you towards understanding the importance of a community mm -hmm. and why we're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have have a purpose. Know where you're going. Know what you're doing. Um, as long as you have a destination and you push yourself accordingly to get there, then there's no there's absolutely no reason why you can't achieve it. And that's what we want for all people, not not just our our community, but all people who are continuously pushing. We want those people to to get to a point where they are um, where they're making strives in life um and they are being able to 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 get that type of success that we're getting so again y'all look before before we go you know this is a this is a tough topic um and i'm glad you've listened all the way through to hear what we have to say from our based on our own experiences um and what we have seen in our community what we've experienced in our community i think it's important that this conversation is had and i'm sure we'll come back we'll revisit this topic again because it's nothing that's going to go away it's a difficult thing to push through and it'll take time but as long as we start with day one as far as we as long as we start with step one we become one percent better than we were before uh eventually we'll get to that point um but for next week's topic for next day for next sunday's topic what we're going to be looking at is understanding how to build a network to achieve your goals. Now, this kind of goes hand in hand with what we talked about today, right? Like how, how exactly am I going to be able to, to, to sort of change my perception and leave where I am, but I don't have the tools around me. I don't, I don't necessarily have the people around me. My circle is full of people who aren't necessarily going anywhere um, I'm probably the smartest in my circle, you know, all of those sort of things that you may be going through. We, we are going to, we're going to teach you exactly how to build your network around you in order to achieve your goals, because you cannot, you cannot do it yourself. You can't, it takes, it takes a village. It takes a community around you. It takes people holding you accountable, it takes yourself holding yourself accountable. But, um, but Sunday, yeah, it's it's this is again something that you really want to hear, um, especially those who are 
struggling to to get out of a spot that you're in, uh, whether it's in business or it's just your personal life. Maybe you're looking for a mentor. Maybe you're looking for people who um, could hold you accountable. Maybe you're looking for someone just to hear you out. Any one of those things, um, you know, any one of those things would be great for you to to listen to for next week. So again, we want to thank you for joining us. Um, if you are new to us, this is mm-hmm. then we will we will accept it only this time because there's no other reason why you should not know the Acromus name by now. It is Tell on our here. hats. It is everywhere. A how can you find us? R O M O U S is exactly how you can find us. And man, anywhere, everywhere you can find us. And until next time, I'm Will, I'm Jamal Gibbons. And I'm Will C. Peace. Peace.